Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. And I love that. Yes, I am so excited that you have this product. Actually, it makes it, makes it a lot easier. Um, so basically, we have two different products. Um, our first product is the one that Eric was just talking about. It's a shower drying system. Yes, you heard that right. It's a shower <laughs> drying system. I always say it slow because people are like, what the heck is that? I've never heard of that. What does that even mean? So basically what it is, it's a... It's nozzles that are placed throughout the shower space, and forced air flows through those nozzles with the push of the timer. So what that air does is it dries out all the shower surfaces after use, and that helps to prevent mold, mildew, slippery floors, after shower humidity. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement every single weekend. This is a new kind of home improvement show. Thanks for joining us today. Caroline, we have got the subjects of all subject this hour for you. Kind of, kind of gross subject, but we've got to talk about it. It's kind of nasty. Oh, but you are like the expert of this one, though. This is like the queen bee? your jam. <laughs> the queen. You got it. The queen bee of mold. Queen bee. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's a hot mess. How does that happen? Yep. How do you become like a, a specialist in mold? Like, how does that exactly happen? You are like Wonder Bread sitting on a counter for two months. This is your jam. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I remember when I got into talking about mold and, and people would look at me like I had 10 heads and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, mold can make you sick. And they're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it does. See, I'm the, I'm the mold canary in the coal mine i can walk into a house because my mold allergies are so severe i can walk into a house and go <laughs> not breathing well you have mold in here do you know that And they're like really and i'm like someplace you have mold in here isn't it weird you know and then i could it's weird yeah, like that some mold people and cats are two things that i can just yeah i'm with you boom. on cats i don't mean to insult our cat audiences but i i, I can't get into cats I like the hairless cat. Oh, those are creepy as heck. God. Sorry, Skip and Allison. That thing's like cool. Uh, oh, it's, it, you, you know what it reminds me of? Austin Powers. It just, you know, the creepy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but here's the thing with mold. I can walk in and my chest tightens up. I, I, I'm not breathing as well. With, a, with cats, my eyes start watering. So I have like two different visceral reactions with that. Radar. It's radar. You got it. <laughs> Well, let's talk about mold inside the house because it is such a huge deal. And in homes that we've, you know, got humidity issues, we've got it either in the crawl space, the attic, inside the house, in the bathroom. Let's dial it down and just really get into this mold subject because I think it's a big one today. And I want to make it sort of current. So because we're in this winter time of year and 
Florida, like a place that you typically think that it's warm, they've been having these increased spells yeah. of cold. And so what happens is when it gets really cold in Florida and you don't have typical heat and air conditioning, I mean, you have it, but people don't use it and they just say, oh, I'm not going to turn it on. That building structure gets so cold and then all of a sudden you get this warm up and that building sweats and you just get all this water and moisture. So no matter wherever you live in the country, whether you live in the Northeast, you live in Florida, the South with humidity, changes in temperature out in California, and even in the drier areas like the desert, you know, whether you're in Palm Springs, maybe you're in Scottsdale, Phoenix, those areas get certain times of year where they get torrential downpours from rain. And so the ground is so dry that it mm -hmm. just sits on top and they have mold problems too. So no matter where you are up by you, Portland, of course, the capital of like moisture. Well, it's funny, you know, with us, for instance, right now is our wet season. So for us, you know, October 1st through 4th of July is our rainy season. That's a long And time. we're a lot like when you get into Central America where you got dry seasons and wet seasons. And then 4th of July or even June all the way through October 1st, we rarely get rain. And that's why we make the news with the forest fires because things dry out and all of a sudden everything's on fire out here. You know, we have low humidity in the summertime and the wintertime, it's always humid. You know, we've got moss and mold growing out and everything if you're not careful with it. So you have to keep your house really super dry and also up. I mean, it's good that you're a home improvement contractor because if you weren't, then you would, you know, you're constantly doing projects. So, you know, if you've got mold somewhere, you just rip it out. Yeah. You know, and in and, and the, and a house, when I went to buy it, I knew that I didn't have it. So it was pretty easy. But so many times I'll walk into somebody's house and I'm like, man, you got mold in here. <laughs> and then they're like, well, I think we got some in the basement. I go to walk, I open the basement door to go down there. And I'm like, yeah, it's down there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so humidity wise, what are the numbers, Caroline, that really start to say, okay, you're going to start growing mold. Where should people be paying attention to? Because everybody out there should be measuring what the humidity is inside their home. Right. So the two things you want to do and get like a, a weather station or, or you can even go down to a, a local hardware store and just pick up a simple hygrometer. Don't spend a lot of money, 15 bucks. This is like a DIY. So go and get yourself a hygrometer and Accurite is a good brand. It's the size of your palm. It's going to tell you temperature and relative humidity. So that temperature number, you know, we know, which will be mm -hmm. 72, 68, 95. And then you'll have a percentage number for people who don't know. And that percentage is your relative humidity. And so you want to just pick that up because it's easy. And then you start monitoring it around your house. And what you find is that you're, we're not so concerned about temperature anymore. That's part of it. But that humidity can so vastly change how you feel, right? You could be 70 and have like 20% relative humidity and you'll feel cold. But if you have 70 and 80% yep. relative humidity, you'll feel sticky and hot. It's brutal. And I noticed that. And I started, you know, after you and I started talking years ago, I started paying more attention to the humidity of my house. I have smart thermostat in the house, so I know what the humidity is. Yeah, it's good. And it was always funny because, you know, Julie would be like, man, it's so hot in here. And I'm like... 70 degrees. I'd look down. I'm like, wow, it's 55% or 20%. You know, it was all around the board. So you could really see when she's cold and at 70, I'm like, wow, it's 22% relative humidity. humidity. Exactly. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's dry as a bone. It's so weird how it does that, isn't it? Like it, it just, the humidity can make you feel a certain way. But going back to your question about percentages, you, is there, 
there's things across the board, but really you want to stay between 30 and 55%. That's the recommendation. You don't want to go below 30. I mean, you will in the wintertime. My house is sometimes it's 17. It's not the greatest thing yeah. to be that dry because, you know, you can. You're shocking yourself from the carpet <laughs> to the refrigerator. Exactly. And also it just. Zap. All your wood products, things contract and expand. and But um, but 30 to yeah. 55% is that range where it's really healthy. So you're going to have less dust mites. Once you get over 55, you start to get dust mites, mold. All those things start to proliferate from the moisture because they can just grow on it. It's like chocolate cake. They just want to hang out. They're like, cool. I got like some cake. <laughs> I'm going to stay in here. Oh, chocolate cake. Yum. <laughs> you lost me on chocolate cake, <laughs> so- but you're right. I mean... Even my house here, there are probably only six or ten, six to ten days a year where I look at the humidity and go, wow, I'm 57, 60 percent. You know what I mean? Mm. And I can manually work that with my air conditioner to drop that down. But I know that if I was living in, you know, the south in Florida, Georgia, north and south Carolina, all of those kind of Gulf states as well, that humidity is a whole different beast down there. And that's really where you got to have a dehumidifier to, to tackle that. Yeah, it's so funny that you live in such a wet climate and typically it must be drier, even though you get a lot of water, because, I mean, you'd think you'd be up like 80 percent, but you're not. Well, you know, keep in mind, I've got a decent, you know, real actually a really high end, you know, it's HVAC right, yeah. system in here. So it's already monitoring that. It's looking at it. It's trying to cycle the AC if it notices humidity. It'll turn the AC on. And start to drop, drop it out of there. So it's one of those things that you got to be really careful with. Right. So you can put dehumidifiers. We often think about them as going on a basement or a crawl space application, but you can also put a dehumidifier right on your HVAC. And so what happens is when that, like Eric has no need or no call for heat or air conditioning, that fan kicks on and runs the dehu in between the cycle. So there's like a dampering system that basically says, oh, wait, okay, I've got no heat. I've got no air conditioning. The damper opens and and the dehumidifier goes on and then you purify that air and and also um, dehumidify it. So that's good. Let's talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. What's up? This is Dick Hand Satchel from Steel Panther and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G and you should too. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your source for home improvement every single week. This is not your grandmother's and grandfather's home improvement show. No way. This is a new kind of show that we are here to help you with these deep dives. And we've been talking today about humidity inside your house and mold, Mm. that nasty stuff that makes us all not breathe well. And we were just jumping into, you know, Caroline and I were talking about HVAC systems and controlling that humidity and that dehumidifier can save you a ton of money because it's kind of a cheap way to run compared to running your AC all the time. Absolutely. And then also, you know, when you're in that in-between temperature, when you're not going to be calling for heat or air conditioning, it can be running and taking out that humidity because that's when the humidity really forms. When your air conditioning's on, it's, it's, a catch-all, right? It basically takes it out of the air. It's the same with heat. If you add heat to a space, so say you have 80% humidity at 70 degrees and you jack that heat on and put it up to 80, your relative humidity is just going to fall. So 
you can yep. do it two ways. You can run your air conditioning to take it out, which is usually more expensive. You can put the heat on, but that's going to make you uncomfortable because you're going to go up into a range that you're just going to start sweating, but you won't have humidity. Yeah. Or thirdly, put a DU on your HVAC. You got it. You got it. You know, one of the things is a, is a kitchen and bath designer in a bathroom, you know, it is one of those battles that I have run into and I've, you know, I love using vent fans that have humidity sensors, but I've had homes that didn't have AC, you know, cause we don't have a lot of AC in homes over here still. It's crazy. That's right? changing quickly because of our heat temps that we've had over the last number of years. But we only had like half of the homes in the Portland and Seattle area that had AC in them. So in the summertime, it was fans only. So humidity was just always out of control. It was just whatever it was. And I would put in, you know, that humidity sensor with a bath fan and I'd have people go, Hey, um, my fan's been running for two days in my bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. And that's not good. It's no, not good when no. you've got that, that high humidity in there. And so we were, we've really had to deal with homes that, you know, had humidity out of control just because they had no tools to do it. But for instance, with my bathroom, which we'll talk about later in the show here, I really had an issue because I was putting in that steam shower, my luxury steam shower. And did Eric say luxury? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That, I mean, it's awesome. But the biggest problem that I had to worry about was vapor coming (laughs) into, I mean, I've got a boatload of, steam coming into that think about this people he's put a steam shower in imagine the amount of humidity and moisture that's coming into the air and so this is not a diy project that you cannot assimilate with some kind of exhaust system or drying system you forget it i mean your house will be like wet walls well great example so let's i'm gonna you know you think about you have that stock pot on the stove and you've got that boiling pot. Maybe you've got a crab feed going on or you're doing pasta, whatever it is. In the wintertime, you start noticing, hey, the kitchen windows get a little foggy, right? (laughs) And even though you got the vent fan going, it's doing that. I have a high pressure steam line that goes directly into, it's like a garden hose with high pressure steam coming out of it. It's going, (laughs) it's, uh, it's like having 15 of those pots on your stove. (laughs) So it's a lot to have to control. And I really had to take that into account because the last thing I wanted was a moldy shower and a moldy bathroom and that to get to the rest of the house. Yeah, no. And that would happen quickly. I mean, I would say like two weeks of showering in that thing and you would be like growth everywhere. And next, we're not going to talk about it right now because in the next two segments, we're going to talk with uh, Armada Dry, which is my secret to not ever having to squeegee a shower. So stay tuned for that. But Caroline, I wanted to talk about mold on this one here for the last few minutes of, of this segment. What should people do when they walk into their basement and they they get down there and they, it's that musty smell? You know, you go, man, it just doesn't smell great down here. It's that musty smell. They move some boxes because maybe they're mm-hmm. getting rid of some stuff or moving around. They see that, uh, you know, that black carpet on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not a good thing. I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, the toilet bowl. <laughs> well, to be honest, the first, and, and I don't mean to say this to be an alarmist because I'm not at all, but mold is highly, highly problematic for lots of reasons. So just to give a real quick recap, when you see that fuzzy thing growing, that is a mold spore and it has proteins in it 
and beta glucans and all these science things that cause allergies in a large percentage of the population like Eric. Eric sees mold mm-hmm. and he starts, his chest tightens up, he starts to wheeze, he doesn't feel good, maybe he gets a headache, stuffy, whatever. But then molds also produce VOCs. So when they breathe out, I say it's like they're smoking cigarettes in your house. They're hanging out and having a little party. Party in your basement. And so they put off volatile organics. <laughs> they put off VOCs when they party it up, like they smoke cigarettes. So now you've got chemicals floating around from mold. And then thirdly, if you've got molds that can produce mycotoxin, those are those toxic molds we hear about. Yes. Stachybotrys. Not good. No. So those can produce neurotoxin, which can really screw you up and also have been linked to things like cancer. So you need to take it seriously. You don't want mold in your house and you don't like, does every house have a little bit? Yes, I can find it anywhere in an inspection. But when you start to get large quantity of it or you start to get in an abundance, you need to take care of it. Now, and it's it's one of those things that never gets just a little bit lower. It always starts taking mm-hmm. off. And That's right. it's interesting. You know, this time of year is where I see it a lot is uh, people will will go, you know, and this these are bad habits sometimes. Like, you know, with snow and rain and that kind of stuff, people come in, they've got their their jacket on, their overcoat, their parka, whatever, and they throw it on the hanger and they throw it right smack dab in the middle of that closet and they shut the door. How many people have basements? And then, like I was just talking to clients today and they have all these hidden basement closets in their basement and they don't, yeah. they just throw like all this stuff in there and then they shut the door and it has no breathability whatsoever. And the mold just like loves to form there. So any kind of closet is like that, you know, you got to get air. You need like slots. Some kind of air even underneath the door or slotted doors. Yeah, cut the door so you've got an inch and a half, two inches below it at the bottom. Make it so you got a big space under there so at least you get some kind of airflow through there. Bravo. That's where I see a lot of times that I'm when I'm dealing on design projects. It's it's the back of the closets. It's wherever that that, you know, even people that have not been drying their clothes dry enough out of their dryer, they're still damp, they hang it up there. Mm-hmm. You'll get it hiding behind in the wall you know, on the wall behind the clothes. And until you move the clothes out of the way, you never see it. I know. I think that's interesting. Like I noticed I'm kind of blessed in the sense that my bedroom doors have their, they have slots, right? So the air just flows. And I like it so much because like your stuff just doesn't get stale and it has better breathability. They should invent like a closet door where you can like open up the slots, you know, like it's slotted, but it's solid. And then it opens when you want to ventilate it. Or we just put ventilation fans in there or, you know, there's ways to do that. It's got to be, there's got to be some good answers, but I like that. If you could do that where it just opened up, that'd be kind of cool. You could make a smart door and it just goes and all your doors open and get ventilation and air in through the stuff. That'd be kind of nice. There we go. I like it. I like it. All right. When we come back, we've got a great interview here with Aramata Drive. This is Mm. my secret to not having a moldy shower. And I never... Ever. I don't even have a squeegee in my shower and I got a ton of glass door on it. It's clear. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking Around the House with Eric G. Raise your Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, a new kind of home improvement show every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Caroline. We've got another, I mean, another guest that's just incredible. 
And I like all the women power. So I'm a, I'm biased. I like when we have women on the show because I get like man overload <laughs> and home improvement. <laughs> so welcome. This is great. And for all of you out there that hate squeegeeing that shower door and hate having to do all the ultra crazy cleaning of a steam shower, this one is for you. Welcome, Rebecca Jones from Armada. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. This is great. And and in full disclosure, I am 100% a user and believer of this in my steam shower because when I put my shower in during the COVID times here and Caroline's going to go, uh, Eric's shower, we're going to hear the shower story again. But <laughs> she's tired of me. The magic about shower. About there we go. The magic shower. <laughs> I do not have, I have a, I have a room, you know, it's glass. It's my steam shower, steam showers for people that don't have them are fully enclosed. And if you want to create an environment that wants to grow mold, mildew, gunk, that mm-hmm. is it. And I don't have that problem because of this product. So tell us about it. And I love that. Yes. I am so excited that you have this product actually. It makes it makes it a lot easier. Um, so basically, we have two different products. Um, our first product is the one that Eric was just talking about. It's a shower drying system. And yes, you heard that right. It's a shower <laughs> drying system. I always say it slow because people are like, what the heck is that? I've never heard of that. What does that even mean? So basically what it is, it's a, it's nozzles that are placed throughout the shower space. And forced air flows through those nozzles with the push of a timer. So what that air does is it dries out all the shower surfaces after use, and that helps to prevent mold, mildew, slippery floors, after shower humidity, um, and it helps just kind of uh, prevent all those issues dream. that tend to happen Eric, in the that's bathroom. Like, when in water my, just I mean, you'll put me out of business. I have no, I'll have no <laughs> bathroom remodels. I'll have no testing for mold in the bathroom. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome because when you've yeah. got a big shower door system like mine that goes all to the way ceiling, it's completely designed to keep humidity in the space. And now you have to fight that. Yeah, it's it's a great combination for a steam shower. Like for a steam shower, I think it's 100% a must have. I mean, I think it's a must have for every shower, but especially a steam shower because those stay so wet for so long and the ceiling stays wet and everything. Um, when we design a system, we try to aim the air at every single point of that room. So for the instance, you know, in your shower, Eric, we have, um, you know, nozzles that are aiming at the ceiling to dry the ceiling. We have nozzles to dry the walls, nozzles to dry the floor. So each kind of situation in each space is individually customized by us. Um, it can also dry other spaces as well. So dog baths, mud rooms, you know, think of any other space that moisture is an issue or that we want, you know, to prevent slippery floors. And you can basically so cool. put an air mod in there. And that's what's cool. And like mine, it was funny. My Sometimes you will get pushback from fabricators. My fabricators were amazing because I had slab walls of slab porcelain. So I had three walls and a ceiling with this. And by the time I did that and all my shower heads and stuff, I think I had 20 different holes that had to be machined in this space for, you know, the, the drying. I had the steam generator I had all these different things, but I tell you what, it works so well. And I don't know. I don't have a squeegee in the shower 
And I tell you what, I hate it. That was the worst part of taking a shower to me is having to go out and squeegee that glass because yes. I'm like, I'm ready to get <laughs> out. Done. I'm done with my shower. The last thing I want to yeah. do is sit there and go, I'm a window washer and I'm. Right, right. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. You're like, okay, I just had this relaxing do work. shower <laughs> and now I have to work. Like that's kind of prevents the whole point, you know? So it is, it's great. And it, you know, I personally think that product, the best products are products that solve an actual issue or problem or, you know, and I think this is something that every single person can relate to. Sometimes I'll come across a random husband that's like, well, I don't squeegee my shower. Or that's not an issue. And I'll look at the wife and she's like, yeah, yep. we need one. <laughs> so um, I will mention our other product really quickly. Uh, it's called Air Pocket Door. So it's basically similar to any other pocket door in your house, uh, except for the pocket is made of stainless steel. And we have those same air jet nozzles in the spine of that pocket. So when you slide that glass into the pocket and pop the timer on, that air blasts the glass dry really quickly. So it's a great space saver. You're preventing drippy door. Um, it's a great combo for a steam shower. And it also creates a steam effect, even if you don't have a steam shower, hmm. because it's completely enclosed. That's cool. That's new. Is that a new product that just came out? Yeah, it's a really pretty way to do a shower door. Mm -hmm. Both of these products um, have been out. We, we fine-tuned and we got our patents. Um, so both of these we rolled out nationally and actually we're nice. in Canada now as well. Um, Twenty twenty. Wow, I'm missing out. This has got to go yeah, in my. Cool. This has got to go in my new bathroom that I'm remodeling because I am so about drying the bathroom. And you know, I've always put on. I have one of the you know a heat a heat fan in my bathroom, mm -hmm. right? So I'm always yelling, put on the heat fan, dry it out, make sure it's dry in there so it doesn't condensate and grow mold. So this is like mm -hmm. a dream. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for you know, and here's us. the thing about it. It's relatively easy to install. I mean, it wasn't that hard. And for me, I'd found out about you guys late in the game. I mean, I already had my shower system fairly, the waterproofing system in there. So I had to go back and do it from the back on the drywall side because I already had my wetty system in there. But I'm like, I'm going to make this happen because I think you guys got it out to me and like three days later was template. So I went from the other direction. Yes. And I'm so glad we caught you in time for that. Yes. And, and yeah, thank you for, for featuring us and, and having our product and showcasing it. And, you know, we're just trying to get the word out. This is something that exists. Um, you know, it's not difficult no. to install. I think sometimes with new products, people How does are it go in, scared of that. Eric, um, but it really it goes is in. very basic. Mm -hmm. So well, okay. yeah, I mean, you've got yeah. the nozzles, of course, which are super cool. So you've got a, a trim piece that has the nozzle in it that is that is color matched. So it matches your your faucetry and stuff for the hardware in your shower door or whatever you've got in there. Mine is all flat black, so it matches perfectly in there. And then you've got this really heavy-duty brass elbow behind it that hooks into just your typical clear tubing because you're just moving air. And that goes up into a distribution block that you have – you know, in the space that you're going to have the, uh, you know, you're going to have the dryer unit and it goes up and then you've got a, a timer that is really trick how that works. And it's just a, a solenoid that runs that. And it's really easy. And so I jump out of the shower. I hit the one hour button because I know it's going to be steamy and warm in there. So I just hit the max dry. So every time I know it's a hundred percent dry, when I get back in there, I can walk into that shower literally you know, an hour later when that's done, boom, 
I have a, dr- a shower that is 100% dry and it works out really well. Awesome. I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> I know your listeners can't, can't see my smile, but it's there. <laughs> well, and the other thing that's super cool with that too is that, and you got to take into account with this because always plan your vent hood with this too because you are taking a boatload of moisture and putting it out into the relative humidity in the room. So, of course, you need to have ventilation to grab that. But I've got a really good 140 CFM vent fan that goes right up through the ceiling above it. So it's good. That's it. We always say, you know, we're giving your bathroom fan something to do. So basically, you know, you always need a bathroom fan, you know, so we're pushing that air into the space and that's pulling it out. Don't go anywhere. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Hey, make sure you head over to our Facebook page, Around the House Show, or a closed group on Facebook, Around the House Nation. Join on up and have some fun with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Now, let's get back to our discussion with Armada and Rebecca Jones and wrap up this conversation. And what's cool, uh, Caroline, too, is if you don't have room in there, you can put that unit down, you know, in a closet or, you know, around the corner. For me, I was lucky because I had a steam generator and stuff in there as well. So I had this kind of angled, soffited space that's like three feet high above it. Um, because I've got vaulted ceilings and they had put a flat ceiling where the bathroom is. So I had this natural conditioned space up there to put it. So it was great. I put an air vent into the hallway that's right next to it. And uh, it's not too loud. It's it's like a quiet vacuum cleaner. How big is the, I guess, mm-hmm. the box, right, that you have to fit in? How large is that? Mm-hmm. The blower motor is, it's about 10 by 11. Yep. So it's really similar to mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a jacuzzi or garbage disposal. Even you know what I mean? You think about the size of the garbage disposal mm-hmm. under your sink. Yeah. It's roughly that size. Is there know? any maintenance that you have to do, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the blower motor can be. So the only thing that needs to be accessible within the whole system is the blower motor itself. So we prefer to put it in the conditioned space just so that it's not bringing in any humidity or cold air. Um, but it can be placed up to 100 feet away. So obviously in a new build, there's more flexibility flexibility on where to put that. So conditioned space in the garage, mechanical room, um, renovations and retrofits. Usually it needs to be closer, obviously. Um, but neighboring closet, laundry room, anywhere where you can just access the blower motor. And because there is a little bit of noise to it, the farther you can put it away from bedrooms, it's not noisy. Mm-hmm. But you will hear it if you have it in a hallway next to that. So it's it's like putting a, a, mm-hmm. a, a small vacuum in a hallway closet. You will hear a little bit of air movement from that. Exactly. It's not that big a deal. You will. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And if you have to put it near the shower, oh, there are some things you can do to kind of mitigate yeah. that sound if you have to place it closely. So you could do a little insulation and 
Is it, I mean, when you put your bathroom fan on, I mean, unless you have a super quiet Panasonic whisper, but I mean, you hear a hum, right? It's just something you get used to. Is that sort of how it is? You know, it's going to run for an hour or two and that's, it's just part of bathroom maintenance, right? So I don't feel like that's a terrible thing. It is, it is. Yeah. And, and most showers, you know, if it's not a steam shower, it, you know, it may only need to run for 20, 30 minutes. So uh, we have a new whisper blower that we've transitioned to. So um, we don't have any feedback as far as the noise. It's by no means noisy. I mean, mine's going right into the hallway where the bedrooms are, where the air intake is on that. Um, If I was really concerned about it, I would have wrapped that area in rock wool and put some panels in there to do it. It's just not that loud. But you will hear Mm -hmm. a little bit of a woo. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just it's Mm -hmm. white noise. So, you know, but it's, it's, it Mm -hmm. works so well. And when you're a bathroom, I can still be in there getting ready. If I want to hit it, even while I'm getting ready in there, it's not something that's obnoxious. So it's cool. So one of the things too, Carolyn, that I like is that, and I, and I've noticed with this too, that's really trick with this is that I can literally sit there. I don't have the mold and mildew. I'm cleaning the shower because I need to clean the shower, but I'm not worrying about all the, the pink gunk or the other stuff that's in there because it just doesn't stay that damp in there. So it's, it's for me, it's been the easiest shower I've ever had to clean because it's the driest shower when I'm done with it. I was going to say that's, that's the nice thing about this and why it is a healthy um, product to install because you don't have to use so many harsh chemicals. You know what I mean? You're, you're preventing, helping to prevent that mold and mildew in the first place. So you don't have to get in there with bleach and, you know, even though that's not great for preventing mold, um, you know, all those harsh chemicals and scrub and all that stuff. So whether you clean your shower or you have, you know, someone that comes in and cleans, they'll, um, they'll be thankful for that. So just a mold lesson too, for our listeners, when a lot, you know, when you have these condensation sources, right? So toilets and bathrooms, you get a lot of this cold and hot that condensates back behind the wall. And, and technically you're not supposed to have mold getting back there, right? Your tile is supposed to prevent it. Your Schluter system is supposed to prevent it, whatever, you, you know, whatever style you're using for your vapor or your liquid barrier, but you still get condensation that happens with these hot and cold showers and it starts to grow in any bathroom and all the bathrooms I've seen over the years, no matter what I pull out, there's mold back there, whether it's under the tub or whatever. So what I see is this providing this like extra layer of protection so that you're not getting this extra condensation that just sits against a wall, which is common sense. But showers are like the number one place that people get into and they shower every day and you take this deep breath and you breathe in the steam and all the, the luxury that comes with your bathroom. But with that comes a lot of mold because it's just in that environment. So people often say, you know, I feel sick in my home and they don't realize they're showering in it every day and it's behind the walls and they don't necessarily see it. So to me, this is huge. I mean, hugely important. I mean, more profound than I think, you know, people realize just because when you're looking at all these houses, that's where the problem is, Rebecca. Like it's the showers, mm-hmm. the bathrooms. So amen to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty fun company to be a part of. I will tell you that. It's, it's- One little trick, too, is when you're designing out a shower with this, and for anybody out there that's looking at this going, oh, I'm going to put this in my brand new shower, because my mm-hmm. shower door mm-hmm. goes from floor to ceiling, wall to wall, to create the steam shower, I put a transom over the top of the door. And what a transom is, it's that little piece of glass over the top of the door. I didn't want a full height door in there because it goes all the way to the ceiling, but that transom will pivot. So all I do is when I walk out, I shut the door shuts automatically because it's on a little spring. 
I reach up and tilt that panel out a little bit. So that way I'm not getting mm-hmm. in the way because I do have a, a one of the nozzles over it, but I've given a place for that moisture to push out. So I don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. otherwise you've got a fairly sealed up system. You're trying to jam all this air around this kind of tight door system. That way I've got an inch or so of air to go through there. And man, it just works really well. And you've created a path. And when I designed it, my vent fan is probably eight inches away from that. So it's just pulling right there. So mm. I've got a direct. Perfect. You know, that Panasonic <laughs> fan grabs it right there and sends it right up and we're good to go. So those are all great things. So Rebecca, when people want to find out more of this, where do they go to? Yep. You can go to our website, armadadry.com. Um, we also have an Instagram where we do a lot of videos and things, um, Armada underscore dry. Um, and then we do have a YouTube as well that we're trying to constantly upload installation videos on. Um, or you can reach out to me as well. I'm in the Portland area, so um, nice. feel free. <laughs> <laughs> can you re- retrofit this in or is it better in a new build? You know, it's easier in a new build or in a renovation. With a retrofit, we have two options um, if, you know, the client customer is open to them. So the first would be um, going in through the ceiling and installing it that way. Um, Sometimes with that, we do need to kind of open that up down to the studs just for easier install um, and then placing the motor, you know, somewhere nearby. The second option would be to drill through the walls and place the nozzles that way. Mm-hmm. And I kind of did a combination of mine. Mine was almost a retrofit because I had the the wetty uh, vapor ready shower system already in there and waterproof. So I went in because the bathroom had walls through a closet in two hallways of where the shower was. I just went through the drywall. Drywall is easy to repair. Put it through mm-hmm. the drywall, opened it up, ran it, got it done correctly. And then it was not that big a deal. And then I had a drywall repair. So it wouldn't have been any different if I would have had a a tiled shower and I was drilling through. It wouldn't have been much different from that point of view. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We are also expanding as far as showrooms. We're um, expanding into showrooms. I should have mentioned that when I Mm -hmm. mentioned the website. But um, we're going to be uploading on our website um, showrooms that you can find us at. But locally in the Portland area, we're in Court Industries and Camas. Um, and then we're also um, in color showrooms. I'm in the New York area, so uh, Northeast. Yeah. Is there anywhere that mm-hmm. we can see your product, or where do you have it available? So we actually have reps mm-hmm. in New York. Um, they were some of the first reps we signed on with Creative Bath Sales. Um, and so we are currently being installed in several showrooms there. I'll need to get the names for you. I can't remember offhand, but... Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting, the the growth that's happening throughout the U.S. right Amazing. now. So. Yeah, this is something that everybody should have in their shower. It has made my life so much easier. <laughs> and especially if you've got uh, that nice shower door, why not protect it with one of these systems? And it just protects the yes. whole room while you're at it. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to invest in a nice shower space, you know, it, it helps protect every piece of that investment. Rebecca, thanks for coming on today. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great meeting you guys. Well, you know what that song is? It's time to go. I'm Eric Chi. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. House.
It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.